Thank you for joining us on a Morley podcast with Tony Main. Morley podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. And Morley Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. And welcome to a Morley Podcast with Tony Main for America. We bring you stories of service members who have lived out values that have made this country what it is today and what it will be in the future. And so I cannot think of a better way to start off Independence Day with another great podcast. First, we want to give thanks. We want to give thanks to St. Luke Church in Columbus, Georgia. We're actually filming here from the Ranger Outreach Center, a 3,000 square foot building um, given for the mission of a military ministry, which also provides transition support to those um, U.S. Army Rangers and service members in the greater Chattahoochee Valley area. We want to thank our sponsors. You have three patriotic businesses, the Texas Civil Rush out of Fredericksburg, Texas, led by Joe Remney, an Air Force veteran, father of an Airborne Ranger, and his jewelry is leading the Texas music scene. And you can go on the TexasSilverRush.com to find their fantastic merchandise. Three Rangers Brewery Company. Those three Rangers are past, present, and future Rangers. And they sell spirits and different brews. And those funds raised help support the Three Rangers Foundation Program for U.S. Army Rangers in their transition. And Veteran Investment Planning out of Cleveland, Ohio. Veteran Investment Planning is dedicated to providing service members financial literacy. So we are trying together to inform and educate our military to get the same type of advice that those college educated or folks who grew up in more affluent families that access to that same information to try to help shape their future. And on September 13th, we'll, they'll host the first ever Salute to Service Golf Tournament where the guest speaker, Colonel Bill Butler for the, from the National Veterans Memorial and Museum will give remarks. It'll be a fantastic day. But we're here for the podcast today. We have an absolutely fantastic guest. I came to know Mark Hollis through a Bible study, right? Um, I, I was looking to, to deepen my faith and coming back to Columbus. I, I met this man, a 28-year Army vet, retired colonel, um, as part of a Bible study. And I didn't know what to expect. But I think what you're going to hear is an extremely powerful story, how an incident led to a decision that led to commitment, that led to followership of Jesus Christ and is now reaping benefits and will continue to grow here in Columbus, Georgia. So without any further ado, we're going to bring Mark on. Hey, how are you doing today, Mark? It is great to have you on the podcast. Tony, it's great to be here. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to follow that kind of intro. So thank you for it. And thank you to all the sponsors and folks out there. And again, thank you to King Jesus for uh, being able to lead me over the last several years and accept me and you know, the grace of God associated with everything. Let's jump into this, Mark. 
tell me what is really that seminal event that leads you here today to talk with me about what you're doing as a follower, as you have it on your business card, I believe, that follower of King Jesus. So the event occurred in 3-4 October 1993, ultimately came to be known as Black Hawk Down. And I really want to just talk about PFC, um, or PFC James Martin Jr. and uh, Cornelius, Sergeant Cornelius Houston, who gave their life and, and they were with my platoon on that particular day. And the linkage uh, or the how events in one's life, tragedies in one's life can also ultimately, through the shaping of Jesus Christ and looking at it through his lens, can help to guide you through the rest of your life. And I, I wasn't always a great Christian. I mean, I got I to gotta tell you, there was quite a few years that I, I was very kind of damaged with regards to things and thinking uh, in some bad ways. And it took about 10 years or so before I really came back on path. I had the, I, I, I always was a believer, but I did some very bad things to some bad people and, and uh, ultimately had two of my soldiers die during that particular portion when we were trying to go get the Rangers uh, and Delta out of that particular situation. But it allowed me to be able to look at it from God's lens through time. And I was able to go, all right, this is something that can be turned into good. And it forced me to be able to change how I saw things in the world and to be able to operate in the world in such a way that uh, to bring glory to God. And one of the key things that helped was just the aspect of going to be able to look at the cross. And, and, and what I mean by that is if you look at the cross from the Roman perspective or prior to Jesus Christ dying on the cross, it was an implement of torture. And if you stop your history right then and there, and that's all you look at, you would think the cross is nothing but an implement of torture. But because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, that has turned into something that is a picture of salvation for all Christians. And so I took those events with James Martin, who was 19 years old, had a wife, Laurie Martin, and Cornelius Houston and his family and stuff. And I went, all right, I need to turn this into something good. And I was able to do that through being able to uh, be an army soldier and to be able to be a servant of Christ throughout. And I, it, it, my journey led me to, to reaching out to Jeff Stuker, who was ultimately in the movie Black Hawk Down and then became an army chaplain. And when I was a battalion commander at Ibolic, I would bring him out there to talk to the young lieutenants. And the key point there was I wanted to make sure we were putting faith and the armor of God on them while they were in training before they went to combat. Because if you wait until after an event occurs, then you're doing triage. But if you can make sure that they've got the proper armor of God on them before they go into combat, then when they go into combat, it can they can come back with, with dignity and respect and be able to deal with things. It's not, it's not easy, but it, it's worth it in the long run. And then ultimately, when I was working in the Baltic Defense College, I brought Jeff over to talk with folks and continue that. And then now with the uh, time here in Columbus, Georgia, coming back and retiring last year, I've reached back out and Two Cities Church with Jeff as my pastor is, is where I've landed. And I've been working with Jeff and I've been working with what the Holy Spirit, I believe, is telling me is to go forward and try to help veterans, in particular homeless veterans, um, with things. And Jeff always says, you know, 
there's no competition with Christ. So I'm working with another church in the north side of Columbus called um, New Birth uh, Outreach Church. Um, and they've, sp- they've agreed to sponsor the program. And the program currently right now is called Cornelius House. And the intent behind this program, uh, when I was looking at the veteran community coming out last year, I, I realized that I need to support a program that is already dealing with the root cause of homelessness. There's a lot of programs out there and there's a lot of money being thrown at homelessness throughout the entire government in general. Uh, you know, housing first from the VA just puts people in houses and then ultimately you have a broken person that goes into a house and their their time period of going there ultimately leads to them coming out in failure. And I said, I need to have a program that's dealing with the root, cra- root cause. So they've got a drug and alcohol repro- rehab program associated with the church itself. And I'm working directly with them. And the intent is transition assistance. When they finish the drug and rehab program, then providing up to a year for those veterans, work on job placement, work on VA claims, and each individual is going to be different. So it's not just the aspect of going, here's the cookie cutter. you got to take into consideration that we're all broken and we're all going to need salvation. And we've got to work through where is the points and places that these individuals who are broken need support. And that's what Cornelius House is to do. So we're in a, we're in a pilot program right now. Veterans are going into their drug and alcohol rehab program. It'll be about a year before they come out. And then I'm working with the folks within the church itself to identify a place ultimately to house them, to support them, partners within the community, the Veterans Action Council, uh, all sorts of other things that, that are willing to support and to just make sure that we can provide a hand up and not a handout to folks once they've actually dealt with what is the root cause of their particular issue and then work to just get them back. It's, it's, not, it's not a landing point. It's a transition. So being able to get them end state, you are now a productive member of society. Your new version of normal is whatever it is for them. You're able to sustain yourself within, with respect to uh, a place to live, a job that can support it. Uh, you've got other aspects there. If you can get a VA, a VA claim or dependent upon your, your characterization of service, you may or may not be able to, but being able to work through and get them back to be productive members of society. So let's, I mean, just absolutely, absolutely fantastic because you see this continuum of service and wanting to make a difference and wanting to make a, a change. And that's really what the, the potential impact of, of veterans like yourself taking the knowledge and the skills that they've gained and then applying it in their communities, being team builders or part of a team at least to find solutions that fit those geographical areas, a little bit of targeting going on there. Absolutely. Tell me, I want to dial something back. Though. Okay. You, you have this incident, uh, you know, just horrific, you know, uh, incident in, in, in Somalia. It's not even an incident. That's one of the most, you know, gallantly led and executed operations given the myriad of circumstances that, that, that occurs. And as you grow in your faith, you're an army officer. Tell me a little bit and almost reflect, you know, for the, for, for our um, American Patriot civilians that never served, how did you walk 
that walk knowing you have societal implications. Um, you've served in multiple locations across the world. Um, and, and how did you keep your spiritual belief strong and grow while being a member of a somewhat constrained um, organization when it comes to spirituality? Well, one, you've got to be grounded in faith in everything that you do. You, you cannot um, succumb to what the world is, is doing. You've got to be able to be uh, deep-rooted and, and be able to continue to go back to the Bible and to continue to read, to, to stay with Bible studies, and to be grounded in, in everything that you are, are doing. Two, you have to understand the environment that you're operating in. And I'll give you a classic example. Uh, when I was a, I was a major at the time and a company commander, and I, I said to folks when I was doing a uh, particular prayer, I said, does anyone want to bless the food for this particular event? And no one said it. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. I'll bless the food. You know, in Jesus Christ's name, name we pray, amen. And I had a colonel, full-board colonel. I retired as a full-board colonel, but I had a full-board colonel come up and chew on my butt and saying that I am violating their rights, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, sir, my dad was an army chaplain. A chaplain has to be specific with regards to uh, open faith and making sure. I opened it up to everybody and anybody, a Muslim, a Jew, or what have you. Christianity is all inclusive, but I offered it to anybody to be able to pray. But as an infantry officer, I don't have to be specific like that, like an army chaplain does. I can talk Christ as long as I am opening it up for other folks to talk Christ. And the key lesson there is understand your environment better than most folks uh, and ensure that you are, are, are you know, left and right limits are, are, are straight on that particular portion to allow you to be able to do that. And then realize that the hardships and the training that you're going to go through leading you to where you are now. You know, I had a, when I was going to ranger school, I had a, a RI challenge me with respect to my faith. And I was indignant that he would even do this because I was reading a daily bread. And all he was doing is just pushing me, challenging me. And I went, oh, okay. And then, you know, and then we, as friendly as you can with an RI, you know, before you move to the next phase, you know, had a conversation about Christ. And don't be afraid to have those conversations. And that led me to be able to, even on a battlefield. I mean, I mean, I'm talking like in, in Iraq when freaking stuff blowing up uh, later on in life. And I'm going, hey, you know where you're going to go when you die? Uh, you know, wh why is he talking to me about this? Well, you better be. And then that led me to, it was my, my gunner, to be able to go, hey, you know, why don't you come with me and we can figure this out together? Let's, let's go on this walk. You don't have to walk by yourself. And then he became a Christian. But it's being able to deal with that and being be willing to ask those tough questions of your soldiers, preferably before they get into a fight. But sometimes people aren't listening until everything goes to hell. And you've now got their full attention and you can ask them those kind of questions and they, they'll pay attention. So character. You bring up a very good point, right? And I think we've talked about this before. And that's the before and after. You and I are both Christians. We're not going to hide from that. We, we, we don't have to. We don't want to. But let's talk about a term spirituality without putting a value on things that are non-Christian, right? We're not going to do go there, but in terms of the health, one of our service members, which we know intimately 
And then for America, what we see in terms of folks who have a spiritual basis, something that they believe in higher them to, than themselves. What, what's your take on that? What do you know about that? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quick story because I know we're going to keep this to 20 minutes. Uh, Specialist Tovar. Tovar, uh, we did a raid on this one particular building, killed this, I mean, this older lady, killed her. I mean, she was old um, and felt he felt really bad about it. Well, I went, I used to have the policy of being able to go check on my soldiers in the, the security positions throughout the night. And he was crying in there. Well, there's a level that you can get, you know, say with a leader, you know, Hey, I told you to throw the grenade and, and et cetera. And there's, there's so much I can do as a rifle platoon leader with respect to figuring stuff out. And I had to go and get the appropriate help for Tovar. Years later, I see Tovar. He's now a sergeant first class at JRTC, chewing people's butts. I'm an OC, watching folks come through, and and he's come to faith, and he's not gone down the wrong path. So being able to understand the spiritual aspects of things and being, if you haven't been able to put the full armor of God on, being able to stay connected with your soldiers and then get them the appropriate help they need, um, because I'm not a social worker, uh, but I, but I'm I am a leader, and I can make sure I get right help for them uh, to be able to deal with things. But don't just beat them over the head with a cross. The cross is not designed for that particular purpose. It needs to be there an inclusive thing, and you can pray with Muslims, you can pray with Jews, you can pray with anyone else, and making sure that by your example, you can hopefully lead them to Christ. And I, I think when, when we look at the statistics of, of what we know, um, it, it's it's funny. Those who generally have some type of spiritual belief, personal belief system, statistically speaking, suffer through the same challenges that a non-believer of any spiritual preference would do. What, what ends up being different when you would look at a bell curve is you have greatly expanded that center for negative action, the actual to go from thought to action. There's something there. So when we look at corporate wellness, to ignore spiritual fitness, of course, we have our way to that. Like, this is the strongest muscle, should hopefully, is your strongest muscle in the, your body. If any other you know, muscle group is, there's probably going to be a deficit. So well, I, I want to close here. I want to say thank you for coming on, but how can folks contact you if you'd like or, or, or get involved with what you're doing? Because I'm hearing, you know, as a fellow officer myself, I'm hearing time, resources, uh, needs that, that you might possibly have. How can somebody get involved from either local or afar? So, I would say one, the competition with the body of Christ, there is no competition. So either through two, two cities um, church, which is where, where I'm a member or through new birth outreach church where, where I'm working as a, just for free supporting this particular endeavor. And we're at the, again, we're at the pilot stage of this particular piece. But if you're looking to give, if that's something you want to do, just when you give, just put a little note on there saying, Hey, to support, you know, Mark Hollis's mission with respect to, um, transition assistance to veterans. Uh, and I can either go through and I can talk to Jeff and say, Hey, I just 
told folks on a podcast that they they can give to, to Two Cities Church that way. And I'll talk to uh, the folks over at New Birth Outreach Church also just to say, hey, there may be some stuff um, coming out there. Uh, but if you want to contact me directly, it's pretty easy in the aspect of, you know, either mark.a.hollis at hotmail.com or, or, you know, looking on Facebook or any of those kind of things uh, and messaging. Uh, I'm not as big on Facebook with regards to putting stuff on there. Uh, you are much better at podcasts and all this other kind of stuff. I'm, I'm glad to log onto a computer. So uh, thank you for helping me and thank you for allowing me to be here. And, and, you know, Hey, we got the 4th of July coming up here and we need, uh, we need Americans to be engaged with America and not the aspect of blind uh, support, but making sure that we understand we are Americans, not the aspect of one group or another group, or et cetera. And to be able to just reflect on the sacrifices that were made by those before us, by all colors, with the uh, establishment of this nation. And, and let's just come together. Well, Mark, what a great, what a great way to, to, to kind of kind of close this out. We look forward to having you back, right? When we move from pilot stage to maybe initial operating concept, or uh, maybe even uh, as we kind of grow, be able to come on site and, and, and see see the great work that's going on. Thank you for sharing um, so openly. You know, our tagline is for America. Right. There's a, there's a hurt and there's a need. And we believe that Jesus Christ can fill that hurt need. Amen. Way, the hurt need, the person in the mirror needs to either be down on their knees or looking up and they need to find something to believe in greater than self. Mark, you have a, you have a great July 4th. All right, everybody. That was, that was Mark Hollis, 28 year army veteran, Sharon, very detailed what he is up to, the, the events that led to continue to serve selflessly for America right here in his local community. I just want to take a moment to say thank you once again to St. Luke Church in Columbus, Georgia, for providing this facility and the ability to do this podcast. And our corporate sponsors, the Texas Silver Rush, Three Rangers Brewing Company, and Veteran Investment Planning. We couldn't do it without you. We can't wait to come back and give you another great podcast next week for America. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.